This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. How are you going? Have you found yourself feeling more tired than usual? Do you make a to-do list and find at the end of every day that you haven't gotten through as much as you thought you would? Have you been struggling to find focus and make plans in this strange new reality? Perhaps you've got a case of lockdown lethargy. Author and speaker Sheridan Voisey thought he was coping well in the pandemic until he found himself doodling instead of writing, taking longer to do ordinary kind of chores and even occasionally staring at the walls. Sheridan realised he was experiencing a form of lockdown fatigue. Perhaps you can relate too. Sheridan joins us now from Oxford in the UK. G'day, Sheridan. Hi, Katrina. Good to talk to you again. Yeah. I've got enough energy to do so at the moment. Oh, that, that's good. Um, hey, so tell us more about you know how you were feeling. What did the lockdown fatigue look like for you? You know, each of us have had probably a different response to to coronavirus and the, the lockdown that it's brought. Uh, for some people, it's been just difficult right from the word go. For others, and I'm one of these, actually the first few months has actually been allowed me to be very productive. I've been able to get oh, quite a lot done. And yes, it's been difficult with all of the hassles involved in going and getting groceries and all those basic details that have changed in our lives. But I was getting a lot done. And then about three and a half weeks ago, uh, suddenly, just everything stopped for me. Mm. I, I felt like an old laptop streaming video on weak Wi-Fi. You know, it mm. just keeps on buffering. It just doesn't play. And I was trying to work out what had gone wrong. Um, and so I did a little bit of research and found out that this thing called lockdown lethargy or lockdown fatigue is a real thing. And I'm certainly still feeling it now. And so you just realize that your brain has been overprocessing since March. And so just like uh, a little laptop that is struggling with all the, that you're trying to throw at it, it's it's slowing down because it's trying to process so much. That's basically what's happening for us. I think the thing is that I know for me it's been kind of a cycle, you know, ups and downs, some weeks feeling okay, others really low. Um, but most of us are doing a lot less than we normally would. And so, you know, in terms of, say, work commitments or, or less travel, less social activity, can you tell us more about why doing nothing is so tiring? <laughs> yeah, it is a paradox, isn't it? You think, well, I'm not doing so much. Well, I should have more energy. It, again, it comes down to this, what they what the psychologists call cognitive overload. So you think about just the amount of changes that we've experienced since March uh, it used to be that when you wanted to go grocery shopping, you would get in your car, go down to the shopping center and go and get your groceries, come home. Now, we've had that completely turned into a complex uh, activity. We've had to think about queuing. We've had to think about masks. We've had to think about contagion concerns. For my friends here in the UK, where home delivery is a big thing, particularly if you've got families, uh, all the home delivery slots suddenly got used up because people didn't want to go to the shops and they were staying up until midnight to try and get the first slots when they were made available. So suddenly something as simple as grocery shopping has becoming has become very complex. Now, that's one aspect of our lives. Now, add to that workplace. Uh, many of us have had to become home workers, so we've had to upskill, learn new tools like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Skype and all of that. Mm. Uh, maybe we've become homeschoolers. We've had to learn how to become homeschoolers. That's a huge mm. upskill. So we've had to learn new skills. So now we're tired from that. We've taken to video platform services like Zoom and Skype and those kinds of things. They've been found to be psychologically more demanding 
than uh, an in the room conversation. If I was, you know, in the room with you now, Katrina, it would be far less uh, demanding psychologically because with Zoom, you've got to focus. There's a certain performative aspect that comes in um, in, in the kind of subconscious aspect. Mm. Uh, so, and then we've got the uncertainty and everything. So, add all of that together, and our little brain and all the cogs there are just kind of running <laughs> four times the speed that they normally are. Even though, like you said, you may not be doing as much physically. Yeah, I, I you know, Sheridan, uh, one thing I've noticed is how constantly you have to reassess and make new decisions every time. Like, is it okay to go back to this activity, for example? Is it okay to go to that thing I've been invited to? You're constantly having to reassess ideas about, you know, what's too many people, what's not a safe place, what is a safe place, you know, can you take this person into that environment? There's a lot of that constant risk assessment going on. I'm speaking with Sheridan Voisey. We're talking about how to overcome lockdown lethargy. Uh, Sheridan, do you have some ideas and suggestions for how we can sort of find our way out of that lockdown fog? Yeah, well, here's a couple of things that have worked for me, and maybe they'll work for uh, for you and for our listener. Uh, number one is exercise. You know, exercise stimulates your cognitive function. So that's really, really good. I've got a little puppy named Rupert Reginald McScruffy, and I have to take him out for walks every day. And so at least 20 to 30 minutes of exercise every day is just so important. One of the big things that is draining us is just what you said, Katrina, that kind of I make it, I make plans and then the plans have to change and I make a decision and the ch- decision has to change. Yeah. But also is the unfinished uh, plans and goals and decisions that we had. So maybe we went into 2020 thinking, I'm going to have a holiday here and I'm going to do new business ventures over there and I'm going to start m- write my book or whatever it might be. And all of those have been put on hold. And apparently, so the psychological uh, weight of that also hangs around in our subconscious as well. Mm. So another tip is to is to make a list out of all of those unfinished goals and plans that you had because that kind of gives you a sense of control over them. You write them down and say, okay, I can't do it now, but I'm going to write down uh, when when I can, I'm going to be able to get back to these things. And you tuck that away. You know you've written your list for when lockdown lifts properly and you can get back to those things. It gives you a little bit more control over those things. Mm-hmm. Um, tidy your workspace. The more kind of clutter you have around your workspace – the more your subconscious is kind of saying, do I need to attend to that or not? Uh, and the same thing with your screen space, if you're working on screens, and, and so many of us are doing even more so now, um, tidy up your your screen space. So I've taken off my clock from my toolbar. Um, I try not to have too many tabs open uh, in my browser at any one time because that itself becomes an unfinished task. If you've got lots of tabs open, it suggests that you haven't finished what you were using them for. So I try to reduce those. I know people work with email differently, but I try to work on, uh, uh, you know, as as empty an inbox as possible for the same kind of reason. Don't don't start on that, Sheridan. I know, Katrina, you don't work like that at all. I'm going to start getting the shakes, yeah. (laughs) The other thing I would say is take a social media fast. Um, Social media can be wonderful, but uh, I I don't know if you're like me, but if I get a little bit bored or something, I'll reach for the phone start scrolling through Facebook or or Twitter. And uh, that can add more and more just cognitive clutter. And I've taken Twitter off my phone just for that purpose. And I have felt so much lighter. So (laughs) there's a few things that have helped me. That's excellent. Look, I know for me, Sheridan, you know, one of the biggest issues has been 
a lack of agency. You know, it can feel like life is just on hold. We're all waiting for Godo, you know. We're waiting for the vaccine. Yeah. Um, and we don't really have the ability to make things happen, you know, because everything's so uncertain, which you touched on that. But do you think it's a good idea to make just even very small plans that you can bring into fruition so that you do feel, I guess, a greater sense of control? Yeah. And again, I'm not the psychologist, but having read so much of the, the research in this area, you're absolutely bang on, is that you you can focus on what you can control. So what can you can control? You you can control your own household, your own backyard. For for Sydney, you're, you, you know, it's not like Melbourne, not in absolute lockdown or mm. like we have been here in the UK where we had an hour or a day to get out. So you're not in that situation anymore. You can go for a walk in the park. So you can meet for a limited you know, period of time with a limited number of people. So there are things you can do. And I think you're absolutely right. Focus on those things that you do have agency over and you can control um, because then life can t- can continue to go on a little bit. Marin and I, uh, my wife and I, are just <laughs> hungering for a holiday. And because of her work, um, we're not able to do that because because of the nature of her work. She's it's related to coronavirus and some research in that field, and that she is just on call at every mm. moment. So we can't plan a holiday. I think it's probably been about twelve months since we've had a holiday. We're just gasping for a holiday. Uh, we can't do that yet. What we can do is uh, we can take uh, a weekend and we can go and hire a car. Uh, because we don't have a car in Oxford. A car is a liability. Hire a car and we can go in and get out to some of the National Trust properties and the wonderful places that you can see here in the United Kingdom. That's what we can do. We can't do a big holiday, but we can get a day out. So you focus on what you can. Mm, yeah, that's good. You know, Sheridan, I'm someone who lives for holidays. My husband would tell you that I enjoy planning <laughs> a holiday as much as I enjoy taking one. And that for me <laughs> has probably been the hardest thing. You know, it's just you just can't oh. really plan a holiday at this point or only a very you know very simple one possibly anyway look great to catch up with you sheridan and i hope things continue to improve over there for you as well yeah thanks katrina and um, may we all have lighter minds that's what we need right now (laughs) thanks that's sheridan voisey we've been talking about how to overcome lockdown lethargy you can read more at sheridanvoisey.com or go to our website and search on lockdown lethargy Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.